This episode is brought to you by KG Productions for Krishna Nose. Good morning. We are doing the Uddhav Gita, Chapter 14. Uh, we had been doing the Yamas and the Niyamas. So yesterday we completed the Yamas. So today we are going to do the Niyamas. We had just started one or two, I think. So let us see from the third one onwards. So I will be doing verse 34 from chapter 14 of the Uddhav Gita. So this is the Uddhav Gita chapter 14, the last message of Sri Krishna. Krishna is telling about the Yamas and the Niyamas to Sri Krishna, to Uddhava. And in that he had, we had just done yesterday what is called as the Yamas as per Sri Krishna. Now I am emphasizing on that because there is naturally Yamas and Niyamas described by other people also. So this is not the same. And this entire issue about knowing different, different things according to Sri Krishna. Because these are Krishna's words, so they will have a lot of difference over there. So let us see how it works. So we are doing chapter 14 verse 34 from the Uddhav Gita. Purity of mind and of body, repetition of the Lord's name, austerity, offering of oblations in the sacred fire, faith in oneself, hospitality, worship of me, visiting of holy places, working for the good of others, contentment and service unto the teacher. So these are the Niyamas. Niyamas basically talk about the material worldly rules for I think everybody to follow. Everybody is supposed to follow these rules. Now again, there are people in the spiritual domain who believe that they are for them. Material worldly people think, that, oh, this is not something that I need to follow, but you need to. Okay, so let us see. We had done purity of mind and of body, repetition of the Lord's name. We had completed till here. So I was going to do austerity. Now austere. <laughs> austere living is a very important part of our life. We are always used to having a very casual approach towards life. Thinking that, okay, this is alright. I don't have to do this kind of a stuff. Now, even when you are doing a simple puja at home, a simple prayer, a puja at home, there are certain requirements that you got to, you know, keep in mind. So, like he said, you know, you've got to have purity of mind and body. Now, when we talk of purity of mind and body, you may be busy in your life and there may be things that you are doing, maybe you are cooking, maybe you are just finished your office work, you might have come. It could be anything, but being austere is very, very important. To have an austere living is an extremely important requirement. Uh, human beings love to glorify a lot. So they, they want to show off. So what do they do? They want to uh, give offerings which are very big, huge and those kind of stuff. No. Whatever is simple, that which you can offer regularly, that which you can do regularly, that is all that we need to do. You don't have to overstretch yourself to do anything. Please remember this. If there are certain flowers that are not available in your vicinity, there is no need of trying to order them from Switzerland. Okay, Otherwise, you will say, okay, I have to go to that place and get it for them. Yeah, anybody would love that. But doesn't mean that you got to offer them that. So whatever is simple, whatever that can be acceptable by the Lord, that is what. Offering of oblations in the sacred fire. I was just saying about austerity in that I said oblations which you need to offer. Now, when you are offering oblations in the sacred fire, this has multiple meanings. So I will first take you from the spiritual aspect of it. When we are doing what is called as a havan, you know, a kind of a sacrificial pit has been kept in front of you and we are offering certain things. Now, in India, it has become a practice to do what is called as a package deal. So, we work out a package deal with the Panditji and tell him, you know, can you get me this? And he does nothing 
but he has got a certain dealers which he has lined up okay and what they do is they have already packed ingredients in one plastic bag and they have kept it ready it is sealed okay so what he does is he just takes the packet and gives it to them it today is a day of a, you know ready to serve kind of a thing so here also it is ready to serve kind of a stuff for the puja also now when you are doing this kind of an offering you will find that most of the time whatever that is being offered over there is not good it is spoiled it is being palmed off to you take out a little effort you see when you have to search for your own clothes or maybe you have to buy a pair of shoes how much effort do you normally take a lot of effort goes into selecting a pair of shoes also you will go to so many malls so many stores so many outlets where there is discount and this and that and even if there is a discount you want the best shoe over there isn't it again for clothes you go out of the way from place to place to place to place searching for those things then for god why is it important to have a shortcut method when you are doing some offering why can you not give offering from your heart something which you can offer your own self will you eat those grains that are being offered no you don't want to because you know they are not good they are only meant for offerings even when you give some of this to the pandit ji who has come for the puja that also we will try to you know cut corners give him that rice which has come you know that is not good what do you mean by that rice that is not good and for yourself you will have basmati rice come on it's once in a while you are doing a puja a kind of an offering in that once in a while when you have to eat you will eat nicely but when you have to give it to this pandit ji you will want to buy the cheapest of the rice and give him that is not a done thing so here he says offering of oblations in the sacred fire remember these oblations are not going to that pandit ji no these are offering to the gods that you are praying to okay when you do satyanarayan puja or any of those pujas that are happening can you not buy good stuff and do it even those fruits that a person buys they want to buy the cheapest fruit available for what purpose just because it has to be given away that is not a done thing so this is as far as the puja and the oblations at home are concerned now let us turn towards ourselves when we offer oblations to the gods what gods are we talking about we are talking about the gods that are there in our human body from the top to the bottom we are filled with the divine now this divine have taken different different shapes in our body now these shapes could be in the form of an organ could be in the form of a a particular neuron it could be anything it is responsible for doing certain jobs for this body now when you are offering oblations in the sacred fire let us say the fire is the pit of your stomach when you are offering this oblation in the pit of your stomach that is also you know a kund kund a place where you offer this things why is it that you want to have probiotics and so many other things why is it that you want to go for the latest in the fad that is going around from instagram to all the other places why is it important it is not even tested out nothing has been tested out you see first and foremost i was seeing somebody 
in one of the posts that they have done. Now this post was done for a recent uh, Indian puja. Okay. That is for the Krishna Janmashtami. And the person has kept olive oil next to it. A 5 liter oil, olive oil can. I make everything, all the prasad and everything in this olive oil. Olive oil, India, in India you don't have olives. We are not a country which makes olive oil. That is for all the Europeans. You see, Italians and Americans and all those people. They use that kind of oil because they come from Europe. All the Americans have come from Europe. I think you should know that. So their, their palate is connected to that. Our palate is connected to groundnut oil. Because groundnuts were Indian. In the past also they had. More or less we use something which is called ghee. You know, butter, those kind of stuff. Because we had a lot of, a big population of cows. So, it's not olive oil. It has to be butter and ghee. Offer that to Krishna. He will be happy. Not olive oil. And yeah, I, I fried this in the latest palmoline oil that I imported from Malaysia. Oh, that is the cheapest oil that you want to give to Krishna again? See, when you do something for yourself, you should do it in such a way that they are good for you. If you give some wrong offering, that is going to come back to you as prasad only. Remember this. It's, a, it's something that is going to come back to you. You are going to suffer for it. Why do you want that to happen? Why take shortcuts? So I hope you got the understanding. So, again, people have this habit of saying, I use Greek yogurt. In India, we don't call it yogurt. We call it dahi. Dahi means curd. C-U-R-D, curd. Dahi. We don't use Greek yogurt. We use dahi. Yeah, you want to put something, you want to put sugar in the dahi, it becomes shrikhand. I don't know whether you know how to make shrikhand. You can go and see, search it out on the internet. Dahi handi, that pot breaking ceremony that we did just two days ago. You see, uh, Krishna and all his Gopi friends, you know, they would climb on top of each other and they would crack that pot over there which was filled with curds. Dahi handi. Handi means a pot, dahi means curd. We never had Greek yogurt over here. We had Indian yogurt. It was called dahi. Okay. Nowadays they do all this kind of jugglery. It's not good. I'm telling you this. Our palate is not used to this kind of things. That is the reason why the number of diseases in India are increasing day by day. Your palate is not used to olive oil and all those other things. There is no point in having that. I mean try to eat something, give as an oblation, something that is right for your body. Okay. And another thing. If you are giving an offering to your eye, let it be something which is worthwhile. There are so many serials of gods over there. You can watch them. Why is it that every story is a ghost story? Why is it that there are so many dangerous creatures which are lurking in the dark and aliens popping all over the town? I don't think there were aliens earlier that they bothered about or today. So those are all concocted stories. They have nothing to do with us. Again, ghost stories. Somebody comes and kills somebody. Some of these family dramas. It's a part and parcel of why you want to offer them to your eyes. This God, you think, is interested in those kind of dramas? Similarly here, 
pounding music. I think the only pounding music my ear would like to hear is the dhak. You see the dhak that is played in Bengal. The big drums that they play during Navratri festival. Yeah, those are good. I don't mind hearing them. But the rest of the music, I can't hear it. So we have some very beautiful instruments. So offer that to your ears. There is a sitar. You know, there is a veena. And so many other things. Well, offering of oblations is this. Offering should be good and perfect. Faith in oneself. This is one area which is missing in literally every human being. Faith in oneself is the missing factor. That is the reason why we have so many people who are trying to sell you courses. You see, you go on some medium, you know, maybe all the social medias or wherever that you go. They have master classes. Have you heard of master classes? These great people, they are paid a lot of money to talk for that 15 minutes, half an hour or one hour. And they make a master idiot of you. Because you have to pay through your nose for these classes. Why? Because you have a less, you know, very, very low self-esteem. Self-esteem is so low that you don't think that you are capable. You see, your first sentence, every person's first sentence is, I don't think I can do this. I don't know about this subject. This is not possible. It is impossible. It is difficult. There are so many problems, you know. You think that this is, in today's day and age, we can do this. So many negatives a person gives. Why is it important to give negatives? Put it positively. When you put something positively, you will get your answers. I am not saying that you are going to become an Olympic gold medal winner or something like that. Oh, Guruji said, you know, you have to be very positive. Positivity is important. Always when you are positive at looking at anything, don't see the downside, see the upside of it. The upside is very, very important because you got to have confidence in your own self. Krishna is talking about the small self. He is not talking about the big self over here. Understood? The small self, that petty person that you are, who always keeps on giving negative to every person, it's like a person will not do something and then they will say, sorry, sorry, sorry. What is this sorry, sorry, sorry? There is no need of saying sorry, sorry all the time. That's an imported concept. You see, we don't keep on saying sorry in India. We know that anything that happens is happening by the will of God. You think for, for everything, God is going to say, Sorry, I caused a flood. Sorry, I caused these accidents. Sorry, I have put this COVID virus in you. You think God is saying those words? You are essential part of the divine. What is this sorry, sorry all the time? Stop saying sorry and being sorry. You are not a miserable person. You have all the qualities, the yamas and the niyamas and all the qualities are perfect. Sometimes it is important that you lose why? Because there is something greater for you to for you to see in the future. Got it? Maybe, you know, there are some job opportunities. They come your way and then they go away. You might have applied. You might have done all the best possible things. But it doesn't work for you. Maybe you have applied for a visa. 
it doesn't come through. Maybe it's not required to come through right now. Who knows? So why be sorry for it? What he says over here is, you got to have the faith in your own abilities, in your own self. Have that faith. God has put you over there for a reason. There should... Please understand something. We keep certain things in some places for a reason, isn't it? Sometimes we have that stick fast or something lying somewhere, isn't it? Why do we have it? It's because we know, you know, sometime in the future, something may break or crack. So we will use that and put it up. Correct? That is the reason why it is there. Why are you such a skinned person? Why are you so thin? Why are you so fat? Why are you so lean? What, what is the reason for it? There is a reason for it. Don't keep on saying, you know, I don't look good. This is not nice. Blah, blah, blah. All that negativity, please don't give to yourself. Never give negatives to your own self. And never become negative whereas other people are also concerned. Give the other person a chance. You see, it is not important that the other person who may be, you know, an autistic child. You know, the other person is an autistic child. Tell me something. How much of effort will be given by their parents for the autistic child? It will be 10 times more than a normal child, isn't it? They are not going to give up. You may be like that. But you have given up. Don't give up on yourself. Never give up on yourself. Never. You may be hanging by a simple, in a very, very thin thread also. Don't give up. Have that greatness of confidence in your own self. Know that you are put over there and you are going to go through, sail through. Got the answer? So never underestimate your qualities, the, the things that have been given to you by God. They are not your own. None of these things are your own. All these things have been given to you by God alone. And if God is the one who has made you and God has given you these qualities, what makes you think that they are not good for you? They are very good for you. In today's day and age, we are sitting at home because of this coronavirus. You may say, oh, this is the worst times of my life. You know, I am just closeted in my place. But this is the best time of life. You can rework the whole world around you. You have to find ways and means of achieving objectives in your life. And do not disregard what your inner being tells you. That you are good, you are capable and you don't need external empowerment from anybody. You are already empowered. So have that faith in yourself. Hospitality, the next word. Anybody who comes to our place, we have to be hospitable to that person. It could be anybody, including a dog. You see, a dog wanders in your area. You can just offer him some food if you want to. Okay. Any person who comes to your house, please offer them water and some sweets if you have. Don't just, okay, come in. Yes, what do you want? Blah, blah, blah. And let them go. There are many instances that are being, you know, put up in the social media nowadays. People are doing a lot of special activity, you know, when all these people who are moving outside, like say for example, the health workers, the doctors, the delivery boys, you know, all these people are there and they are helping them. So when they come for delivery, the person offers them something. But you know, in coronavirus, though, you are not supposed to go <laughs> take all those things, isn't it? So offer him money maybe. 
<laughs> Offer them something. They are doing a yeoman's job, you know, a very good job for yourself. So, yeah, you should be hospitable to those people also. <laughs> and hospitality, in India, we say Atiti Devo Bhava. Why? Because we have to treat everybody like an Atiti. Like God only. And treat them nicely. Worship of me. Now he's talking about that you need to worship me. Now when he says worship me, Krishna is very clear over here. He is not talking of any deity. He is not talking of any demigod. He is not talking of any other person there. He says you have to worship me. It is a niyama. I am the primary and the principal one. Put me in the forefront over there. Okay. There are certain deities, there are certain demigods who are supposed to be there in the front. It is like when you have to meet the king, you have to go through those various doors. No, At every door you will find somebody over there. The reception, the main person over there who handles reception is Ganesha. So you have to first bow down to him and say, hello. Ganeshji, nice meeting you. Now I would like to progress further. Yes, these are every, every demigod are going to be there. So, you pay respect to them. But finally you have to worship only one. Worship me. That's it. There are no two ways about it. Krishna is very clear. You have to worship me only, nobody else. Visiting of holy places. Yes. Once in a while you have to visit. Not every day. Otherwise you will say, Guruji you said worship, you know, go to holy places. I will go to holy places and stay. Your choice doesn't matter to me. But yes, once in a while you have to go to the holy places and take darshan of all those deities and divinities over there and pray to them and say, oh nice meeting you. Then, Working for the good of others. It is the most important part in Krishna's niyamas. Be your good self and work for the good of others. We are not here to go and destroy somebody else's life or talk bad about others or do something bad to others. We are here to do good in this world. It is important to do good for other people. Yes, you may buy some fancy clothes for yourself. I know that. But why not buy some clothes for other people also? Right? So doing good to others is important. You are going to get benefit for that. Please understand this one. If you are going to pander to your own whims and fancies, if the garment that you buy or the shoes that you buy are worth 5,000, 10,000 or 20,000 rupees and you think you are going to do a favor by giving 500 rupees and 1,000 rupees gift to somebody else, well, question yourself on that. You see, understand one thing, that 500 rupees is going to come back to you. Not that 1000 rupees or 50,000 rupees you have spent on yourself. That is anyway not going to come back to you. That is minus from your account. Minus from your account. So when you do good to other people, then that is going to come back to you as a karma. Alright? It's a return on investment. It's an investment that you are doing. So when you invest more, you will get more in your future life. So do good to others, not to your own self. I told you, you should have self-confidence. You should be able to do something for yourself, yes. But it is important to always, you know, do work with your body for other people, not for yourself. The primary motivation in your life should be, I should be of service to mankind. Everybody else, 
not yourself. If you are doing it for yourself, you are a self-centered person. You are a Rajasik person and those who are Rajasik person, you know where they are going to go, isn't it? Or the Tamasik person who just wants to keep on eating, 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 eating or just like a sloth, sloth bear, sleeping all the time. Just wants comfort levels more and more. But is not willing to give comfort to other people. That person is going to be on the tamasic path. So tam, tamas and rajasic, rajasic kind of people, the kind of service that you think you are supposed to be doing, is going to be a return on investment. Mark my words. Don't pander yourself too much. You pander this world outside, Krishna is going to be the happiest. You pander yourself, he is going to give you lesser in your future. He is not going to give you anything at all. So in your next life, if you are wearing a 50,000 rupees garment this time, in your next life you are not even going to be wearing a simple garment. Maybe you will come naked altogether. Or maybe you will get, you know, fatela tutela garments. That means torn from here and there. Go pander yourself in this life. Next life you will have these kind of garments. But if you give to other people, in the next life you will get as much. There is a very beautiful story of Krishna and Draupadi. You see, one day Krishna cut his fingers. Finger. Now at that point when he was doing something and his finger got cut, there were other people around. But nobody did anything. They were trying to search for a bandage. You see? Where can I get a bandage? Where can I get a bandage? You know, you know, this is exactly how you do. You go and search in your box. Oh, I kept all the medicines in the box. You can I go and search for it. Somebody went somewhere, somebody went somewhere, somebody went somewhere to search for that. Draupadi was standing over there. The moment she saw Krishna bleeding, she tore her own sari. I immediately made a small bandage and tied it to him. And when she did that, so when Draupadi needed the sari in her life, sari means a garment, okay? Otherwise you will say, oh, there were saris or what at that time? Okay, there was a garment which covers the body. When her vastraharan was going on, Krishna is the one who provided because remember she had given that little sari which she had torn and tied it to his finger. So what you do to others comes back to you a million times. But what you do to yourself every time when you go and spend on yourself and do for yourself it is getting minus from your life. And after this, you are never going to get it ever in your life. Please remember my words. This is the way in which Krishna's domain works. Maya of Krishna works exactly like this. What you offer is what comes to you a million times more. What you offer yourself gets minus from your life. Not only this, but all your future lives also. Contentment. You got to be contented with what you have. You see, you may have four garments to wear. Or you may have just a few hundred rupees. There is no need for you to go and earn billions or millions or be, you know, wanting constantly. That thirst that is there, I want more, I want more, I want more, I want more, is called desire. And that desire is the root cause of your destruction. Isn't desire the root cause of destruction of Adam and Eve? Ask yourself that. Any kind of desire can be the cause of your own misery. In Egypt, there was a king 
this is a story. His name was Ramses the Third. Ramses the Third. One second. I'll just. Uh, there is a small problem here. I'll just come in one second. I'm sorry, <laughs> the memory got corrupted over there. So, uh, Chitti is not here. So, the reason why <laughs> I have to go and put a new memory card is because of that. Sorry. <laughs> now, do you understand? It is important to be ready with all this stuff. Okay. So, contentment. So, I was telling you the story of Ramses Third. He was a great king. He was a great king in Egypt. But the unfortunate part of the Egyptian kings is that they normally want an heir to their throne. And they don't want to mix around their blood with anyone. So what do they do? They marry from within their own kind. Okay, you will find that marriages are within the siblings also. As you can see from the Egyptian history. Now this king, he was a great one. He had a harem of more than a thousand wives. And though this harem was there, Every wife of his, I mean, now they call them wives, okay? I can't call them by any other name. So, every wife wanted to have her son come to the throne. Finally, the poor fellow got murdered. Nobody knows how, who murdered it or how. There is no way of knowing it. And they found his body in an unmarked place. Normally a king's body is found in a good place, isn't it? Ah, you've seen those pyramids of Egypt and all those things. But this body was kept, you know, literally kept in another place. And it was so beautifully made up at the time of death that there was no way of knowing whether <laughs> he died with poisoning or something else. Nobody knew. I think they found the body sometimes in the 60s, 1960s, I think. And they found in his grave another person's body, which is now been identified as his firstborn. So they killed the son also and they killed the father also. So the thing which I am trying to say is, this desire to have this kind of thing 
that I want my son to succeed. I want this thing to happen. I want that thing to happen in everybody's life. It's never going to be like that. If you think that you have you are making a property and that property is going to go to the right person, you are sadly mistaken. It's never going to go to that person at all. Look at the case of the great industrialist from Karnataka also. He made, his father was a king of liquor king, they used to call him. Okay, he made pots of money, pots and pots of money. His son went and blew it away. Completely. Fast cars, fast women, yeah, everything in that. And they thought that, oh, I am going to build an empire for my son. Nothing like that happened. He's fighting a case in England now for extradition to India, owing the money to all the banks possible. This is what it is. The father made so, he put in so much of effort to build a very beautiful company and the son went and blew it away. So now do you understand? Contentment is important. What you have, you should be contented with. The more you open your mouth, it's going to one day, you know, like you're going to become an alligator or whatever, a crocodile. Big mouth. Nothing is going to go inside there. Now, you got to be contented with what you have because God wants you to have that. If God wanted you to have more, he would have given you more, isn't it? But the thirst for having more is always there with human beings. I want more, I want more. So the word he says in the Niyama is contentment. What you have, you got to be contented with. Don't keep on opening your mouth so big. I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that. For every occasion, there is no need to go out and buy stuff for yourself. There is no need. There is no need for you to keep on spending money. Remember in the previous thing I told you, the more you do for yourself, the less you are going to have in the future of your life. You are never going to have. But the more you do for the world, the more you are going to get it. And this is the way Krishna's law works. If you spend 1000 rupees on yourself, go and spend 100,000 on others. Okay, that is what I mean. The last one, Niyama. After contentment comes a Niyama, which is service unto the teacher. What does service unto the teacher mean? Seva. Now people should do it from the physical aspect also. You know, the funny part is The teacher is always constantly trying to assess and gauge what is it that you do for me. How does that work? You see, it works in this manner. If you feel in the company, you know, wherever you are working, you yourself don't want to do the job. You want to pass it on to somebody else. You will appoint people who are called servants of yours. They are called your downlines, by the way. So people appoint downlines. And then they try to get the thing done from other people. The guru is always watching. The seva has to personally come from you. If you think that you can buy somebody and get the seva done from, that is not what he is looking at. 
you got to rub your own body how much of effort are you putting in you know people pay money so that they can have other singing others dancing others doing work no how much are you doing you should read some of the very beautiful stories there is a story of king ibrahim you can write it down if you want to and see it up later king ibrahim and sant kabir you should go and read that story ibrahim was a king he was completely wasted he was indulging in every kind of nonsensical stuff and he got the vision of god finally in the end i am not going to tell you the story to completely that's why i said go and look it up finally in the end he literally used his body to that level for serving the master and he himself became an enlightened being just like that serving the master is very very important first who is your master many many in this world have absolutely no idea about it why because they are in a conglomerate in a very big place they go and they say yeah i want to do seva the master doesn't even know who you are from adam he doesn't even know because there are millions like you i am doing seva to the master is he doesn't know who you are and you have never met this person in your life why because he is on a very high pedestal he is on a very high pedestal he is like the president or the prime minister of a country nobody has ever seen him met him also to go through the channels to meet him is the most difficult thing in the world so what seva are you doing i asked a person suppose you lived in an ashram for many years can you please tell me your progress what has happened i used to do yoga pranayama this that oh, the person gave me all this kind of bs i did kriya i did seva wow can you tell me by how much level did your knowledge increase can you just tell me before you went to that place and after you came out of that place how much was the level of knowledge that you had if you had 100 points of knowledge now you have minus 100 because you are made out into a dog you don't even know what the uh, what you are doing out there your knowledge is gone you have wasted your life you have not moved an inch not even moved an inch knowledge about god the minimalist you can have there nothing is there absolutely zero knowledge about spirituality oh i was doing kriya what did you get i felt so nice about it sir if you want to feel nice about it go and have a coke you will feel nice when it goes inside you know burns your <sighs> refreshingly cool that is nice 
and you may spend 10 rupees or 15 rupees or, or 25 rupees on it. That is good. Why are you going to go and spend your life over in some godforsaken place and the person doesn't even look at you? You got to have a guru whom you can do physical seva to. If you don't even know your guru from Adam, why are you there? You are like the harem of King Ramses III. He doesn't even know which wife was I talking about. He will think like, I mean, just imagine King Ramses is sitting on his throne. Please call my wife. I know 1000 of those women come. So which one are you talking about? Who are all these people? He look at them. Who are all these people? He will look at them like that. He doesn't even know who he is talking about. You got what I am saying? You are like that one person in the harem of millions. Doesn't even know who the hell it is. One idiot who believes you know. Oh, one day I was standing over there and I saw this person going on a motorbike. Wow! By the way, that person is an ordinary person. I saw the Pope, John Paul the 23rd. I don't know how many people know about John Paul the 23rd. I was standing in that line over there and he looked at me. John Paul the 23rd. I saw another Pope also, John Paul II. He also came and he looked at me. I was standing over there. By the way, Dalai Lama also knows me. You see, he gave me one nice string to tie. Blessed thing. Bless my son. What are you talking about? Pope is the highest authority in Christian religion. The Dalai Lama is the highest authority in Tibetan Buddhism. You are talking about some ordinary mortal who looked at you. Oh, oh, he looked at me. What do you mean by he looked at you? Even a dog keeps on looking at you. You understand? A crow will look at you and kaa, 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 he will do. Think like that. A crow was looking at you and doing kaa, kaa to you. What seva are you doing? So this kind of bullshit and nonsense don't give. Person looked at me. I sat next to that person and I was asking them which lineage you belong to. What lineage are you talking about? I belong to the great Maharajas. See, seva unto the guru means you should first have a guru. And then you have to serve that master. You should know him first. He should be giving you training and teaching you hand holding. And today we have some great people in our world who think that they were, oh that crow watched me. This kind of idiots. That is not the way. That is no way in which you can serve a master. This is the principle, the last principle over here, the twelfth principle of Sri Krishna. It's not some ordinary mortal we are talking about. Krishna said, serving the Guru is the most important thing, which he himself did when he served Sandipani. To be in his company and to serve him is the greatest thing that a person can do. Not have a bird's eye view of a person. You understand bird's eye view? You think that you know, oh, I am going and I am going to pray for this person. I have prepared myself for the prayer. And the crow flies away to some other country. Is that okay? I mean, just imagine this. What happens? 
you got to have the physical presence of your guru and you got to serve him serving doesn't mean becoming as you know as a servitude in servitude not that way it can be service for all kinds of things that are mentioned now that's a separate subject i can't touch it right now so we will do the next verse and then we will stop so we are doing chapter 14 of the uddhav gita not an ordinary text by the way it is not some concocted text this is the words of shri krishna not some fake person the group of 12 virtues this is verse number 35 these group of 12 virtues enumerated in the above two verses constitute the yamas and the niyamas these my friend if rightly practiced by men surely produce results according to their desires this is an endorsement given by shri krishna krishna says to uddhava please always remember this whatever you are learning from this satsangs of mine they are all from authentic texts they are not some from free, some fake places they are authentic texts and you need to know them what is krishna telling uddhava these group of 12 virtues that we discussed last two days we are doing this enumerated by him enumerated by krishna himself these in these two verses constitute the yama and the niyama these are authentic yamas and niyamas to be followed by every human being if they truly want to reach their spiritual destination not some yamas and niyamas which have been written much later those are not yamas and niyamas those are meant for people who are nowadays doing the yoga outside they will first drink the wine wine tasting yoga wow i mean i i don't know whether you know about this you know go and search how many types of yoga are there hot yoga cold yoga this yoga that yoga all kinds of yogas are there for them this niyamas and niyamas which have been written and concocted what versions that are available are there this is prescribed by krishna these my friend are the two verses constituting the yamas and the niyamas these my friend if rightly practiced by men if you practice them correctly they will produce results according to your own desires if you desire whatever you desire you want to reach emancipation realization you want to reach the ultimate destination of becoming liberated remember we are talking about liberation over here emancipation liberation self realization knowledge of the brahma whatever you have in mind including love and devotion for krishna you will be able to achieve it if you follow these things so we have come to the end of this verse 35 these are the yamas and the niyamas in the two verses that we have done 33 and 34 please write them down and keep them literally on your in front of you and follow them duly accordingly and don't forget what is there in it when krishna says self your own self has to be empowered don't deride yourself don't become an ordinary mortal in this world you are the epitome of the highest you have the godliness in you so remember that and serve them do accordingly whatever he has said in the yamas and the niyamas you will reach your destination you don't have to beg from anybody you don't go have, go and have to beg from anybody in this world you yourself are capable and you should be able to achieve whatever the thing is written over here all right so i will stop over here and i will see you all in the coming week when we will be doing a very very interesting you know 
take on Krishna's way of answering. This has never been done before. These answers are not known to people. So we'll do them. See you all. Have a great week ahead. Bye.